Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to minister to the, today. Um, we are in a Second Chronicles 16:9 fast. Amen. Yeah, I got one person with me. Thank God I live with her, right? Hallelujah. Some people get excited about fasting. Some people is like, really? I mean, come on, pastor, it's summertime. Come on, all the barbecues out there. Why would you call a fast now? This is the perfect time to call a fast. It should be a good practice for all of us to fast so we can hear from the Lord. So we're in the second Chronicles 16, nine fast. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So we are praying and fasting that God will show himself strong in our lives, that he will show his, himself strong in our country, in our communities, in our families. Amen. How many need God to answer some prayers? You've been praying for for God to show up. So he's going to show himself strong is the reason why we're fasting. And the Bible says for us to continue earnestly in prayer. It's a type of attitude, a passionate attitude that we need to have and to focus our prayers, right? And come with expectation that God's going to answer our prayers. We heard about expectation this morning um, from Bob, you know, expectation creates manifestation, right? That was, real, that was really good. I said, I got to take that, borrow it and give it back to him, amen? So that was really good. So it, it, it definitely creates manifestation, right? That God's going to show himself strong in life. So we need to pray earnestly, earnestly. And then we need to be vigilant. Everybody say, be vigilant. Be vigilant. Yeah, that means you, you watch and pray. You watch and pray. Watch out for tra- traps of the enemy. Watch out for patterns, right? He usually show up after, after, after a good event, after when you um, get uh, saved all over again. <laughs> No, when you have that encounter, we have such a great encounter with God, that's the enemy usually set up a, a trap uh, for, for you, amen, to bring you back to, to where you were. Right. I, I've, I've said it um, a couple of weeks now that the, uh, the enemy is not interested in the old you. He is more interested in the new you. So as soon as you start acting like the new person, amen, he's going to set a trap so he can, he can bring you back to the old person. He wants to keep you in the same place. So it's four traps that we have to be aware of if, when we're not uh, vigilant, right? It's discouragement. It's discouragement, right? It's like, man, I've been saved for all these years, and it just feels like I just go from one trial to the next, one trial to the next. It just seems like God doesn't answer my prayer. Discouragement. He loves to see Christians discouraged. Then the next one is discontentment. When you're just not satisfied where you are, just not satisfied in, in life. Discontentment does not come from God, right? But discontentment keeps us right in the past, prevents us from moving forward. 
right? And then there's doubt. Doubt. All oh, the enemy loves when we doubt God because we cannot doubt, we cannot have faith living in doubt. He knows that. So if he can get us to doubt that God is God or God is going to move, is going to show himself strong in our lives, amen, he's happy. He's happy. Then it's distractions. Oh, my goodness. That's one of the number one things. The enemy loves to distract us. With, sometimes it's the same antics. Sometimes he distracts us from, um, from things, right? For, he creates barriers in our lives like that we have already have authority over. It's the same old routine. It's the same old pattern that he sends in our life to distract us. Now, busyness, busyness can be a distraction as well. Because if you don't spend time with the, more time with the Lord, you won't, you won't grow. So just like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, and I got to do that. And the enemy will make it presented as if it's a good thing. Because we can always justify why we have to do something and why we can't come to church, why we can't pray, because I have to do this. And make it sound really good. And like, we, like God doesn't need us, need us to do anything for him. He just needs us to sit in his presence, right? Because his presence provokes peace. His presence provokes change. Come on, in his presence, it's liberty. Man, we were like excited during worship. We were excited from the servant circle. We are excited during worship. Amen, we are excited for the announcement. Don't let me lose you now. Don't let me lose you now. Come on, Joaquin is such a generous man of God. He is a pastor in training, amen, our youth pastors, and he's all about giving. So if you say amen, pastor, he's going to give you $50. I can hear his spirit saying that. And whoever says, preach it, preach it, preach it, pastor, $100, somebody give him some praise. I didn't get him with that yet. They still got working on you. So the enemy, listen, if, you not, if you're not watching the enemy, I just want you to know that he is watching you, mm-hmm. just lurking, looking for ways that he can distract you, looking for ways that he can de- devour you. Amen? So you may not believe what the word of God declares over you, but he does. Wow. See, he knows, he knows that you've been forgiven. Right? He knows that you were bought with a, 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 a price. So he, he knows that you are created in God's image. He knows that God calls us king, kings and, and priests. He knows that. Amen. So that's the reason why he's taken us out. Because he doesn't want us to walk in that. I wonder if your countenance would change if you actually heard what the enemy is saying about you. How fearful he is of of you. I wonder if your countenance would change. I wonder if you would just stand up and walk in boldness and walk in the promises of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to be focusing on John this morning. 
If I can just have you stand one more time for the reading of the word. The reading of the word. Start in verse 1 here. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will, will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. So if we go down to verse 27, which is my favorite and is really my main point today, Verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and they follow me. Turn to someone that says, I'm going deeper. Turn to him again and says, can you hear me now? Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're such a great shepherd, Lord God. I'm just excited about this fast, Lord God, because I know that you will show yourself strong, Lord God. Father, you will show you yourself such a mighty way, Lord God. You're after loyal hearts, Lord God. So we just thank you, Lord God, that the world doesn't have answers, Lord God. We don't need to turn to them. We need to continue to turn to you, Lord God. Have your way in our lives right now, Lord God. I know for a fact in my heart that you're going to show up. You're going to show up. You're going to answer prayers. You're going to move people out of crisis, Lord God. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. I'm so happy that you send your people here, Lord God. Thank you. What a great honor for me to minister your word, Lord God. Father, we don't want regular church today, Lord God. We want to see your power manifest in our lives. Right now, today, this moment, have your way right now. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords, Lord God. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give them a shout. Yeah. Something. Slap, slap somebody or something. So, you know, Jesus was such a great teacher. Amen? He was such a great teacher. Like, I mean, it was like some deep stuff, too. Like, it's... You know, I'm just thinking about just reading all the teachings of, of Jesus. Just like, man, they didn't have any dictionaries. They didn't have any commentaries or whatever. That was some deep stuff. Like, you really had to, like, you know, really study what Jesus, you know, was, was saying. But I, I really feel like, you know, um, people in, in, in general sometimes will focus so much on all the miracles that Jesus performed. And they, and they miss out on all the, the 
amazing things in this teaching. And we miss out on some of the details what Jesus, what Jesus is saying. See, the details, the, the messages that he preaches, the things that keep us moving forward. Yeah. Right, so sometimes we miss out on all the, the important details of the messages, right? And this one was happening um, during this time. Like, they, they couldn't understand what Jesus was saying. You know, he was speaking in parable. You know, um, he, they didn't understand what he, what he was saying. You know, so, so they, they missed every, everything. They missed, they missed the whole, whole teaching. Amen. So if you think about what Jesus was saying, he was just saying, my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. And they know me, right? And they will follow me. They missed, they missed the whole thing. They missed the whole thing. Which is strange, because if you think about the Bible times, right, um, uh, plenty of uh, prophetic or, or uh, prophets use the word shepherd metaphorically all the time, right? So if you, if you think about those times, like there, sometimes there were, it could be a hundreds, hundreds of shepherds and thousands of, of sheep, and each shepherd will probably have up to a hundred sheep that they will have to lead on a daily basis. And they spend their entire waking hours caring and tending for the sheep. It got to a point where the, they spent so much time with them, they began to develop an intimate relationship with them. So they knew everything about the sheep and they knew everyone's name, all the sheep by name, all the sheep by name. You know, so interesting thing, or the, the strongest characteristic about a sheep is their hearing. Because they, they, they have very good hearing because it, it compensates for their lack of sight. They can't see that well, right? So they have to rely so on the shepherd's voice. Come on. This was important because if the sheep wander off and they don't hear the shepherd's voice, they get eaten by animals. Or you want to say devoured by the enemy. So at night, all the shepherds will bring their sheep into the sheepfold. Right? And it'll be one shepherd that will stand by the door. There's only one door, one way in, one way out. So that one shepherd will stand by the door and look over all of the sheep, watch them, protect them while they are sleeping. So Jesus was using this illustration to say that those who surrender their lives to him are his sheep. And he is the doorkeeper. Through him, you have to go through him to know God. So he is that doorkeeper and he watches over all of the sheep. And he says, I know them by their names. I know them by their names. I know Joaquin. I know you. I know you. I know Ray Ray and, and, and Bebe and all them and all them. All them. I know all of them 
by their names. By their names. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Come on, are you with me so far? So he was using this illustration here to, to say like, so this tells us that we can hear his voice. We can hear his voice. We can hear his voice. Are you with me? This proves we can hear his voice. I know sometimes we have a disadvantage because of, a disadvantage of hearing the audible voice of God because he spoke, he spoke that way a lot in the Old Testament, right? You, you hear it all the time. Like he spoke to Abraham. He says, so Abraham said, hey, get out. Move, go to another land, right? I'm going to make your name great. Get out, go, right? He spoke to Moses. He said, go tell that Pharaoh dude to let my people go. So they heard an audible voice, you know, so it's like he, God spoke all the time, but he still speaks to this day. He speaks to us, but are we listening? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? So we're going to talk about three ways that we can actually hear the voice of God. Are you ready for this? I'm excited about this message. I hope you are. Three ways we can hear the voice of God. So the first way are those are in a relationship with him. Because Jesus was talking about those that are in a relationship with him will hear his voice. He will know them and they will follow him. So those that are in relationship with God will hear his voice. We know the voice of God because we are close to him. We are close to him. Amen. So I remember that I didn't understand. When I first came to the Lord and studying the word, the word of God was so foreign to me. I'm like, what is this? What is it saying? It was frustrating at times. It was like I hear other people quoting the Bible, this and that, and, and I was just like, man, that's powerful, right? And they, they, were, they were quoting it with conviction yeah. as well, right? Like you could tell that they were walking in this thing, man. So it was, it was frustrating to me. I was like, man, like the, the word of God was so foreign, but I remember vividly, I remember those times where I just kept pressing in, going to the same spot every morning in afternoons or at night, just reading the word, just coming before the Lord, saying, God, help me understand what you are saying. I don't know what you're saying. And then I remember when I got some revelation of one scripture, it was like, oh my goodness, I got so excited. I saw myself growing. Yes. And it built such a desire to read more or get to know. But it was that spending that time with him. I don't know that I, I recognize the voice because it was different than any other voice mm. in my life. I just kept coming, just kept coming to the Lord and asking him just to show me your word. We have to continue to come to God, to come to God. We must know, we must know that God is our shepherd. I love David, right, in Psalms, right? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. 
Let me, let me tell you, he was saying this while he was in the valley. In the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. There was no debating who his shepherd was. There was no debating who his shepherd, his shepherd was. He said, I love what David was saying that he was using an illustration like God is the shepherd and he is the sheep. As long as he keeps hearing God, he can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because the shepherd is with him. The shepherd is with him. So if you are not convinced that God is your shepherd, you will not hear his voice. Because he says, Jesus says, my sheep hears my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. Because So if, you don't, if you're not convinced that he is your shepherd, you won't hear his voice. Right? You won't know him. And you won't follow him then you will always be in the same place, circling around the mountain, doing, uh, uh, struggling with the same issues every single year. But God's calling us to get victory, to sit in our victory seat. We should not remain the same. God wants us to transform. He says, I am your shepherd. Jesus says, I am the true shepherd. Man, That's so, good. so we have to be confident that God is our shepherd. So the Israelites could not, could not recognize the voice of God through Moses because they had a wandering spirit. Uh-oh. They couldn't understand. They couldn't, they couldn't hear the voice of God because they had a, they had a wandering spirit. Then anytime that Moses gave them some instructions, a word from the Lord, they had a hard time receiving it. Because so they wander so far away from the voice of God. Come on, we know the voice of God because we're close to him. Yeah. Stay close to God. Tell somebody, stay close to God. Stay close to God. Like, it don't matter. Like, sometimes you don't even have to have anything to say. Just stay close to him. Just say, God, here I am. Here I am. Oh, my goodness. Like, you can go weeks and weeks and just go to God and say, here I am. Speak. Here I am. I'm yours. Yes. So receiving God as your shepherd means that you trust him with Everything, everything, you completely surrender to him. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Those are powerful words, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that mean? Because if I have God, I have fullness. If I have God, I have everything. I shall not want. I, sh- I shall not want. I have God. Oh, man. I, I hope, I'm hope I'm doing okay because some of you I don't, just don't really know right now. When a sheep are in a relationship with the shepherd, they begin to recognize his voice, begin to respond and follow in faith. 
Follow in faith, right? Follow in faith. When God is your true shepherd, you would drop your nets and follow him. That's what the disciples, they realized that Jesus was the true shepherd. What did they do? They dropped everything. They dropped their will. That's what it means. You drop your will for the will of God. We have to practice every day dropping our nets. Every day, every day dropping our nets. So second one, you ready? You ready? We doing all right? So the second way to hear the voice of God is to set your minds on the things of the Spirit. Right? So Romans, let's just talk about Romans. Romans um, 8, verses 4 through 8. It says, the, uh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to, uh, for to be carnal-minded is death, to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, cannot please God. I love the word walk, when it says the word walk. That means you walk in the spirit. The word walk implies a destination. <laughs> it implies a destination. Destination, right? So that means you have to point your life towards the Spirit of God at all times, right? At all times, you must point your life towards God because He says, the, the Bible says that our steps are ordered by God. So walk in the steps that are ordered, amen? So there are steps of the flesh and there are steps of the spirit, right? Both of them are ordered. One is ordered by the Lord or ordered by yourself and the other one is ordered by God. One of, one of them, the, the, this side, the, uh, right, right, pleases the flesh, but the ones the steps that are ordered by God pleases the spirit or pleases God. <laughs> it pleases God. So steps are ordered by God. So, that, that does, so what that means, if you think about it, if my steps are ordered by God, right? If I'm taking a step that is ordered by God, if I'm having a hard time, if I'm, I'm experiencing challenges in my life, they are ordered. That means God's got it. He is my shepherd. I shall not want, I'm, I am his sheep. He will always look out for a sheep. So if I'm on this step, right, and it doesn't feel right, if it, it feels like I'm not moving, I'm, I'm having challenges, challenging times, right? If Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, I need to listen for the voice of God or when to take the next step. Or what do I do on this step? God, what do I do on the step that you have me? 
because I dropped my net. I dropped my will for God. So I'm on this step that is ordered by God. God, what do you want me to do on this step? What step are you at right now in your life? Ask God, what do you want from me on this step? Because it's ordered by you. It's not my life. It's yours. What do you want me to do on this step? What do you need from me? What is, what, is there something else I need to drop? Because if I'm stagnant, if, not, if I'm not going up another step, well, but maybe God wants me to lighten my load. That's so good. Some people need to lighten. This is the time that you lighten your load. Amen. Get rid of some stuff because it's too heavy. You can't take another step until you drop those bad habits. You can't take another step until you actually forgive someone, so and so and so and so and so and so and so. Amen. Drop those, drop those bitter babies off, right? Drop those bitter babies off. You can't take another step. So God, what do you want me to do on this step? I'm your sheep. I can hear your voice. So it implies dependence, right? You must rest all of your weight and your soul on the power of God and not your own. Solely dependent on God. I like being dependent on the Lord, right? Because I know he won't fail. If I'm dependent on myself, I already had experience. Like me, myself, and I, we already got experience with one another. I know I will fail. I have experience in it. I know that. So why would I want to give my life to myself and I? Right? So it's nice to give my life to God because he won't fail. He won't fail. Right? I just need to focus on following him, following those steps that are ordered. So dependence, fully dependent on God. And then it applies dedication. Like, don't have seasons of commitment with God. This has to be a lifestyle. Don't have moments of commitment when things go well, right? Be like David. He was still singing a song in the valley. Singing a song in the valley could get killed by anything in the valley. He was a sheep. He was a sheep wandering but listening to the voice of the shepherd. Right? Oh, man. We have to continue on this journey. Don't have moments of commitment. Be committed all the time, no matter what the season is in your life, no matter what's going on in your life, be fully dedicated and committed to God. He is faithful. No, I don't know if, like, it may be a church thing to say, but those that have experienced that, right, we know that God is faithful. Do you know God is faithful? Even when we're not, the Bible says. God is faithful. Come on, say, God is faithful. I want you to say it because hopefully it get into your spirit and you know that, that God is faithful. You can go to him every day and say, God, I know that you're faithful. Set your mind on things of the spirit. If our minds are not set, if our minds are set on the wrong things, we will constantly be going in the wrong direction. See, the spirit of God is like an engine, right? It takes us to wherever we need 
to go. Whoever we need to go. And so and it would, and that engine, right, would tell us, the spirit would speak to us and tell us how to, how to respond to certain things. So that way we're not always reacting out of our flesh. Oh, that might minister to somebody. Stop reacting out of the flesh. It says to set your mind on the things of the spirit. That literally means you have to focus on the spirit of God. Right? And so, so when you set your mind on spiritual things, you develop spiritual ears. Now, here we go. Now, here we go now. So you develop spiritual ears, right? See, God doesn't communicate with us the way that we can communicate with one another. We don't do that. See, God is a spirit, right? So if God speaks to our spirit, that's in us, right? And so we call it, so the still small voice, you ever heard that before? It's the still small voice. So I like to call it that, that internal witness. Yeah. It's that internal witness and we have a third ear. And so that third ear hears from the eternal witness, which is the Holy Spirit. The internal witness. So we have to develop that third ear that's in us so that way we can hear from the internal witness. The more time you spend with God, the more you develop that inner ear, that inner listening. Amen? Because otherwise, we have so many distractions in life. That's why the enemy loves to distract us with so many different things because we won't have time to listen to what the Lord is saying because we have so many things competing with us, so many things in turn. That's why God wants us to get rid of, rid of certain things. When people speak things over you, you, you come against some, some tough encounters or whatever. God said, get rid of those things. Get rid of those things, right? Because you won't be able to hear what I am saying to you. Everything is clogged up, right? Get rid of some of those internal distractions. A lot of times we have internal distractions. Get rid of those internal distractions. So that way we can develop that inner ear to hear from the internal witness. Am I doing all right, y'all? Y'all here? Can you hear me now? (laughs) Not me. Can you hear what the Lord is saying? We have to practice listening for that still, small voice. God is still communicating. He is still speaking and we can hear him. So the third and last thing that we ought to do, especially during this fast, we need to pray and listen. We need to pray and listen. So first of all, it says, the first word says what? Pray. So first of all, Prayer cannot be optional. It must be essential. Right? So if you want to hear the voice of God, if you want to grow closer to him, we must pray. Like we must. So the fast is just not about, okay, what should I eat? What should I not eat? Or I'm going to make this recipe today and all this and that. Or I'm I'm going to take, you know, not do social media this time or whatever, this blah, blah, blah. No, it's really about spending time with God. It's about praying. Yeah. Like it has to be essential, 
right? So if we want to hear for, uh, directions from God, if we want to hear with the Lord, we want to grow closer to him, we must pray. We must pray, right? So we must reveal ourselves to God. That he will reveal us, he will reveal himself to us, right? For those that seek him will find him. So if you're not looking, you won't find him. If you're not asking, right, he will not answer. And if you're not knocking, the door will not be open to you. Oh, I'm going to let you have that one. Right? So then, so we need to pray and listen. Everyone say pray and listen. So you know what? Prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue, right? There are like two types of people. Like, like one just pray all the, like they pray to God, they do all the talking, but they're doing any listening, right? Because some people have a speaking problem and hence they have a hearing problem because they do all the talking and they're not hearing what the Lord is saying to them, right? Some people pray and talk to God but they don't feel like he listens or, inter or intervenes. God does intervene if you let him. Like he hears, he hears, right? Some people treat God like their therapist. I just want to vent. Come on. Oh Lord, this and this happened, this and that. You know, my neighbor said this. Oh, that coworker, you know, I was telling you that I don't like, Lord. Oh my goodness, that person did this and whatever. Okay, God, thank you. Walk away and just like nothing, nothing changes. So prayer is, is not to change God. Prayers to change us. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's not supposed. It's not supposed to be a one-way um, conversation. Then you have some people on the other extreme, right? That they say that they hear God all the time. They said I hear God speaking all the time. They be in a grocery store. They're in the bathroom. They're driving in the car. Like God speaks to me all the time. Like God tells me what toilet paper to use when I'm in the bathroom. It's like, oh, when I'm at the grocery store, they, He tells me to to, uh, to pick up. You know, He tells me what fruit to take. He said, no, don't take that one because that one's the uh, the fruit of life, the tree from the tree of life. Don't take that one ever. So I have to take certain fruit and I have to squeeze it. And he tells me what type of fruit that I want to take. It's like really, like God, like oh my God. Oh my goodness, like I'm, I'm, I'm way behind. God speaks to you that much? Somewhere it's got in the, it's in the middle. It's got to be some type of balance, right? There's got to be some type of balance. We know that God speaks, right? Right? But, okay. <laughs> okay, really? Really? <laughs> right? So we have to practice listening listening so we practice listening prayers so during this fast i want us to practice listening prayers right so listening prayer centers around a clear request for god's guidance but it requires submission on our part submission on our part the willingness to receive with submission receive without resistance and rebellion Right? Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. So following the word of God. So we need to take time to pray and listen to what he's saying. We do that by submitting to him, ready to receive, 
Sometimes we can't hear God because we're not ready to receive from him. Oh, I can go on and on about that one. We're not ready to receive. See, this type of practice listening prayers give, um, um, uh, we give God's guidance and authority over other voices in our lives on our daily basis. You know, we hear things, we go out, go throughout our day, we hear certain voices, people give their opinion on certain things, but it gives, so now you take this moment and you sit in the presence of God and you give him authority over other voices of your life. You're saying that God, only your voice matters. <laughs> your word, your voice have the final word. Amen. Right, so you give authority over those other voices. You pray and then you pause and wait on God in time of silence. You have to practice doing it. You ain't gonna be able to do this tomorrow for some of you. Not gonna be able to do this tomorrow. You might mess up, but you practice in silence. Get rid of all those voices. Say, God, I give you all authority over every voice that I listened to today, every voice that I heard today, including mine. I give you authority over all of them, Lord God. Now speak, now wait in silence so you hear him speak, giving the Lord opportunity to speak to you. Focus your time on prayer, on intentional, purposeful listening, and let God do the talking. Let God do the talking. It's like, God, have your way in my life. It's like, God, I am your sheep. Like, God doesn't lie. This is just not like Bible words, like real. If we are God's sheep, that means we can hear his voice. He speaks. Do you know? that Jesus is at every door that you enter. Every place in your life, every place in your life, Jesus is there guiding you. Once you give your life to him, he is every, everywhere that you go. If you follow his word, you follow the presence of God. That means everything that you do, he's there meaning every door that he sends you through. He's there with a purpose, protecting you, guiding you. That's the qualification of a shepherd, to protect you, to love you, to guide you, sometime to correct you. I mean, a lot of times <laughs> to correct you. Just read the Bible. It's the Bible of correction. It's the words of correction. But he loves us. He corrects us because he loves us. I just love that it says my sheep hear my voice. And they and I know them. And they and they follow me. So we're trying to figure out how to fo follow God. Just hear his voice. Practice listening to hear his voice. Are you with me? Yes. Come on, stand.
We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.